Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories and tell a few of our own. Metro Manila has been under different forms of lockdown for six months or so. You're probably at home as you listen to this, and if you're like me, you're also probably shopping online more often. Thanks to e-commerce and our changing consumer habits, the logistics and warehousing sector expects to grow by around 8% in the next three years. This is a bright spot in an otherwise battered economy that dropped by 16.5% in the second quarter. In this episode, Sheila Lebien, CEO of property consultancy firm Lebien Realty Group, speaks with Business World reporter Denise Valdez about the real estate industry and its prospects for logistics and warehousing. They talk about how new consumer patterns will shape the future of the industry and how the Philippines compares with the rest of Southeast Asia. 8% growth is good, but that's actually slower when compared to the likes of Vietnam. So, Ms. Lebien tells us what the country has to do to get a bigger slice of the warehousing pie. As chief executive of Lebien Realty Group, we're mm-hmm. interested to hear how you think the coronavirus pandemic affected the whole industry. I'm curious to think how you would assess how it affected the warehousing industry in the country. If it's just the warehousing industry in general, well, definitely it has affected the total real estate market. However, the warehousing industry, the logistics industry, is one of the luckiest somehow sector because there is still growth in that segment. And and that's because of the growth in e-commerce. Everyone now is somehow forced to buy things online. And warehousing facilities is really needed. The logistics support has to complement the growth in the e-commerce. So in that respect, the warehousing industry is actually okay at the moment. And there is still an expected growth of about 8% to 9% annually until the next, what, three years. So somehow it's good news there. Can you talk more about how e-commerce affected the sector? And most are saying that electronics manufacturers, who are usually the top consumers of warehousing, are starting to slow down because of the pandemic, because there's been restrictions in the global trade. So mm-hmm. could you say how the e-commerce sector has compensated for that decline? Basically, the growth is coming from the demand of the general public they're the demand on the essentials, food, things that we need, things that we have to have while you're at home or working from home, right? When it comes to non-essential goods, of course, definitely they're hardly hit. Things that are not important at the moment will be at the backside. What's benefiting from all these, when I say the warehousing have grown and the logistics market, they're primarily on the essential, so either food or medical goods, things that we currently need. But when it comes to clothing, shoes, etc., they are not experiencing growth. In fact, of course, they're experiencing contraction in that market. So what we're seeing here in Metro Manila Rental rates in terms of those that are located within the, let's say, center inside Makati, inside Pasig, Ortigas, etc. The rentals have gone up to almost 1,000 pesos per square when, what, four or five years ago or even two years ago, it was just probably half of that. And in some portions, mga 200 pesos per square meter. Now, because of limited land, 
and bulk of the transactions they're happening within the metro since you know most of us are here in metro manila this is the effect rentals in the warehousing industry have gone up because there is a huge demand and limited warehousing space also but primarily essential goods is there any need for changes in how warehousing operates for example because e-commerce is the thread now yes and the demand that used to come from bulk warehousing is slower than before is there a trend or like a need for technological innovations in warehouses for it to adapt to the different needs at present definitely there should be a lot of improvements in that aspect so the use of ai artificial intelligence robotics making everything digital somehow to facilitate the transfer of goods to make it more efficient and faster We need improvement in that. And of course, the infrastructure, build, build, build project has to be supported because it will go hand in hand. The country will be more attractive if we have good networks, roads. That's the challenge a lot of our clients when we talk to them, those who are in the logistics warehousing business, aside from the congestions in the port area, so many red tapes. So those are the things. So the current government has to also support those things, how the ports are being managed and facilitated so that these private sectors, the logistics companies, those landlords in the warehousing industry will also grow and experience big upside from doing this business because there are so many things that has to be considered. So the good thing about Us now, because of this pandemic, as I've shared earlier, everyone's so used to or forced to use the online now, no? the buying things online. And that's why I said it has somehow benefited the warehousing market, this pandemic, because when people are buying things online, then these sellers, they have to store things near to the location. So that cost of transferring goods also will be better. And you don't want to pass that to consumers So, so many things has to be fixed in a way. So aside from having the technology in place, which of course our current government is also trying to improve the infrastructure, the roads, the networks, internet capacity, all that has to be worked on. Other countries, they have quite good infrastructure and their government is also supporting a lot of work when it comes to the warehousing logistics business. That's why several manufacturing companies and industries have moved to other parts of Southeast Asia. So for now, we're just really addressing the current demand of the locals. And that's why there is this growth that we're experiencing in the warehousing industry and the logistics companies somehow in the Philippines are also very busy at the moment. It's a very interesting insight. I like how you mentioned the regional landscape. Because it's going to be my next question. How would you assess the impact of the pandemic to the Philippines? And how does it compare with how the pandemic affected other Southeast Asian countries? You know, naman, it's not secret that we're now number one, right? When it comes to how many COVID patients or affected individuals we have. So we have to address that. Other countries are somehow, they will not really contain, but somehow they're able to address it. And for example, Vietnam, Very few cases right now and their warehousing logistics market is booming. They also got a lot of factories or companies that first housed their manufacturing facilities in China. Now, some of them have moved to Vietnam. We didn't get a lot of that. 
and for so many reasons. And that's why I'd like to go back to what I have shared earlier, that we really have to support and have all these build, build, build projects to be really implemented in the next few years, midterm, three to five years, those should be in place. And then somebody has to fix the concerns that I've been hearing from several of our clients, the retailers, they are saying that the port congestion is also one of their issues. And sometimes it's easier for them to have their manufacturing sites in Vietnam, for example. So those are just the challenges I've heard. But so far, what's good about what's happening is that there are a lot of big developers in the market, the likes of Ayala, SM, PhilInvest, who are actively working on developing good warehousing facilities, logistics sites outside Metro Manila. And they are all master-planned, well-planned, connected to the city. And with all the road networks, MRT, LRT, etc., that's being constructed when all that are done, implemented, then that would benefit not just the warehousing industry, but the whole property market in general. And we need that to sustain whatever growth that we are seeing in, in the warehousing logistics market. You've mentioned earlier that you're still expecting an 8% growth. That's the current projection in the warehousing logistics market, around 8 to 9% growth rate every year no? for the next two, three years. Given that projection, how do you think does the Philippines compare in terms of the pace of growth against its regional peers? We're a bit far. <laughs> I don't want to mention that. But yeah, a lot of things has to be done. Did you mention specific instances like countries where they are able to grow faster and what factors affect that growth? I always look at Vietnam because they're doing so well now in the warehousing logistics market. So I have a lot of friends who are doing business there and in the real estate market as well also in that country. And well, number one, of course, the government is very supportive of the growth in that industry. Very affordable compared to, of course, the Philippines. The cost of power, electricity is cheaper, much cheaper compared to the Philippines electricity cost. In fact, we're, I think, one of the highest when it comes to electricity cost in Asia. That's one of the things that they like in Vietnam. And there are a lot of developers also who are into the warehousing logistics industry. They've been ahead of us in terms of that and infrastructure when it comes to their road networks and all. They've been doing it for the last how many years. Well, we're catching up. What's good about the Philippines is that there are a lot of big developers who are now focusing on that, looking at that. The challenge, though, is the land value, the land price in Metro Manila is very high, very expensive already. So it's not a good business somehow case for some of these big developers to have a warehouse in the central business district because the rental is cheaper compared to building an office space wherein the rental rate that the owner will get is higher. So the return on their investment is so much better if they'll build office spaces or condos, etc. in the central area, in the CBDs. So these developers are looking at outside Metro Manila where land is still cheap compared to, of course, the center. And outside Metro Manila, of course, though the rental for the warehouse would be lower, And that's okay because the land value is also not that high. So it's a good business model for them. And that can happen when, of course, the road network to go to, let's say, Cavite, Bulacan, Laguna, 
or other warehouse sites, facilities, or centers will be accessible. So that's what these logistics companies and retailers or different companies who need the warehouses has to be accessible, flood-free area near the center. So those things. And as I've shared, you know, I've always mentioned the Build, Build, Build project is very important to support this growth and to make the Philippines more attractive in the global community. You also mentioned a silver lining through e-commerce. I'm just curious what you think happened because the pandemic obviously is hastening the growth of e-commerce. More people are starting to yes. use digital platforms mm-hmm. now versus before. Mm-hmm. So do you think there might be a change in the pace of growth for the logistics industry because of the pandemic? Yes, definitely. It has speed up the growth in well, the e-commerce before where Filipinos were not that used to buying things online compared to the U.S. They're so used to that. China, they're heavily using e-commerce as a platform to buy whatever they need in Europe as well. And the Philippines back then, prior to COVID, we still want to go to the malls, right? We love the malls. People love to shop. And somehow the mall is a destination place. It's a family bonding activity. But because of the restrictions right now, there's this health issues, no? Then we don't want to go out. And because of that, the e-commerce has grown and everyone's selling things online. Somehow it's good. It has forced everyone to have their own online bank, sharing of payment via your phone using Globe or Smart, whatever you want. So the e-commerce really is somehow benefiting from this. All businesses now, they have to go somehow digital to be pandemic-ready or pandemic-proof. You have to have your digital presence. It has to be there, part of your business strategy now. And e-commerce is growing here in the country compared to the previous projection. Filipinos were somehow not used to buying things online, but today we are. And because of that, the warehousing industry also is booming. Basically, it's, it's actually booming within Metro Manila. For Lubian Realty, do you have any assessment of how the industry may move forward after this pandemic? Do you think it might be faster, like above 8 to 9% or about the same rate or slower? Well, we agree with that. It's about that rate because in other industries like the office market, when you look at that right now, somehow there's really no growth there because people are at the moment working from home and very few are in the office, so skeletal workforce only. In other segments, we don't see any growth this year. However, in that particular segment, yes, it's at that high level, which is good news because it's still moving. The market is moving. In the residential market, it's a different story. House and lot is also growing. Condo minimum demand is another story. There's a different market there because it's also affected with what's going on. The OFW remittances, the BPO employees also, some of them are affected and therefore there's no high demand in the condo, but in the house and lot market, people are looking at that because of this pandemic. They realize also that having your own detached house wherein you can open your gate, you have a garden and all that is better. Or for those who are wealthy, they are looking at buying a second house outside Metro Manila where air is fresher, more greens. 
So those are the things that we see and moving forward property management, the cleanliness of the facility, how it's maintained will be very important. People will look at that. It will be part of the things that you will check when you are buying a property. If it's in a condo or in a building, have to look at the cleanliness, how the facilities are being managed. So more open spaces, more lights coming inside your space would be better. You can open the window and fresh air will come in. So these things are some of the near expectations and it's happening right now. There is a demand in the warehousing industry and it's always part of the basic human needs naman, eh? food, shelter, education. So shelter is there. In the Philippines, it's still underserved when it comes to housing. A lot of Filipinos, they are still dreaming to have their own place, either their own house and lot or their own condo if they love to live where near their workplace but definitely compact space will not be in demand right now populated area of course once until the vaccine is out there will not go back to pre-covid days it will be really the new normal that's interesting that you've mentioned the impact of the pandemic to other real estate sectors because mm-hmm. that's going to be my next question so what trends do you expect to come up for property developers do you think the logistics industry will be like a safe anchor for them through this pandemic. As you've mentioned, there are big changes in the other sectors that might push them to keep falling in the next years. For the developers, big ones, of course, those who have land banked already and have many properties to develop, they are always now all the more they're focusing on mixed-use projects or what they call townships development, an area wherein everything is there. You live, work, and play there. So that's happening right now, and big developers are coordinating all their projects in one area. There is a logistics warehouse somewhere there, and then a residential component, shopping mall, or a little area wherein all the things that you really need will be there, a grocery store, convenience store, a drug store, a salon, and it's near your house or condominium. And there are schools nearby, hospital, so office spaces. This is what's happening right now, townships and mixed-use development. 60% of the mixed-use developments or townships are already outside Metro Manila. 40% are inside the metro. And that's because land inside the metro, of course, is more expensive. So big developers are looking at outside Metro Manila for these types of development, wherein you will just stay in one area and everything you need is there. Somehow this is pandemic-proof also, Right you realize that when your workplace is near, it will also limit or will not expose you to travel time if you commute. So these things will really be not just trend, but the way forward. Everything is in one area. And of course, when things are back to normal, one of the concerns of Filipinos, the traffic right in Metro Manila. So to decongest Metro Manila, urbanization has to spread outside. And that's why the township developments outside should really be supported and that's the way to go. Big developers are into that. Even boutique players are into that. And that's the beauty. We have these roads, networks, 
everything in place, then it will be easy to access, let's say, from Manila to Bulacan, to Laguna, to Pampanga, to Cavite. The nearby areas will be very accessible. And that's what we want, to have more Metro Manila. Imagine 90% of the office market, they're concentrated in Metro Manila. That's how big the office market is. So we have around 10 million square meters of office space here in the Philippines. And 90% of that, they're concentrated inside Metro Manila. And only about 10% or maximum of 15% all over the Philippines. So Cebu, Davao, Pampanga, Cavite, Laguna, etc. Now we want to have more Metro Manilas outside. And that's the current thrust of the current administration. Balik probinsya, build, 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 move urbanization outside. And even the BPOs, the call center industry, they want to go outside Metro Manila and to also take advantage of the fresh labor market there. More affordable talent compared to those people living in the Metro. And then also take advantage of lower real estate cost because they're expecting that the cost of real estate, office, residential, etc., when it's outside Metro Manila is half of Makati or half of what you'll pay inside BGC, Taguig. And that's also future-proof, somehow pandemic-proof. When you look forward, this is somehow the best thing that should happen. We have to have urbanization expand outside Metro Manila, provide employment also in the provincial areas bring development and economic progress in other parts of the metro. So when all these things are done, there are a lot of good news that we've seen from Oxford Economics and several other economists. They're saying that in the next 10 years, pre-COVID forecast, the Philippines will be that emerging country, global hub, India, Philippines, and several others are included there, but we're number two. And I'm very happy to hear that and to see that. And maybe we'll just have some delays because of this pandemic. But depending on how the Philippines will be able to address this pandemic and how the private sectors will be able to bounce back after this, that will really be something to look forward to. Philippines 10 years or 15 years from now, we will be a first world country. So that's a dream. And I think we can get there. I hope to see that in my lifetime or in my children's lifetime to be able to have a country similar to Singapore or Hong Kong where you can take the public transportation to go from one place to another. Here, you can't do that yet. Most of us, we use our cars to go around to get from one point to another. Public transportation is really not for everyone, unlike in the first world country. Countries, you can use public transportation. You don't need your car, actually, to go from one place to another. And we want that. When we get there, then it's going to be really fantastic, right? It's a dream, and I know it will happen. The economic fundamentals supporting that, they're very strong. A very exciting future, and I do hope it happens. <laughs> it will. I think it will. In our lifetime, we're not far from it. 20 years ago, the Philippines is so much different. I've been in the real estate industry for two decades, so 20 years. And 20 years ago, the Philippines is not in the world stage. Today, we are. We're the number one country when it comes to voice. A lot of companies are outsourcing their businesses to us when it comes to voice. And second, when it comes to non-voice 
higher value work, India is still the number one because they have a lot of engineers, talent that they have there. In the Philippines, we're second, but the industry is growing. It's a 25 billion US dollar industry. India, 150 billion US dollars. So much room for growth there, right? And it's doable, I think. And companies would always look at outsourcing non-core stuff to be more efficient and agile. And when these big companies all over the world think of outsourcing, Philippines is always in their choice to move and outsource their non-core part of the business. And we will always benefit there because our demographics is, they're saying it's in the, you know, the sweet spot because 100 plus million Filipinos, very young, 25 years old, average age, when the rest of our Asian neighbors, they're getting old, Japan, Korea, etc. All of them are getting old. The Philippines, very young and the population, everyone, almost everyone can speak English, high literacy rate, the working attitude, a lot of foreigners, a lot of big companies, they love how Filipinos work. Yung hospitality side, right? We're in that service-oriented business. And that's why OFWs are all over the world too because they're known to give quality and with smiling Filipinos the good service in almost all the hotels around the world. You'll see Filipinos. So these are the pillars of the Philippine economy, the OFW remittances, the BPO industry, which is 25 billion US dollar, and tourism. But right now, it's hardly hit because of the pandemic. No one can travel. Domestic tourism also somehow is not moving. We don't want to go out. But when you remove that, it was, what, 9 billion US dollar industry. And there's so much room for growth because we have a lot of tourist spots. We have a lot of places that we can showcase. And again, build, build, build project has to support that. Because it's so hard to travel from one place to another, unlike in other countries. But looking at all these things, if everything will really be done properly and in this build, build, build project, I keep on saying it, will be implemented. That would really be fantastic for the Philippines and the Filipinos. I don't want to go elsewhere. I'd like to stay here. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Sheila Labien, CEO of property consultancy firm Labien Realty Group, speaking with Business World reporter Denise Valdez about the real estate industry and its prospects for logistics and warehousing. Many neighboring countries offer better logistics systems at present, but the Philippines is starting to catch up and is likely to grow by 8% to 9% in the next three years. To compete with the likes of Vietnam, the Philippines needs better road networks connecting Metro Manila with provinces like Cavite, Bulacan, and Laguna. Warehouse operators are looking at these provinces because rental rates are cheaper. They're also relatively accessible and flood-free. But again, we need better infrastructure to ensure the seamless transfer of goods. That's why Ms. Lobian keeps highlighting the importance of the government's Build, Build, Build initiative. Other challenges, she says, include red tape and congestion in the port area. And yet, despite these roadblocks, the warehousing industry is still one of the luckiest sectors. This episode was recorded remotely on September 3. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening. <laughs>